Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Straight from your waking nightmare, it's the Morning After podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, the Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With a large selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and trucks, and payments as low as $250 a month, Rob and his crew have exactly what you need. And with one of Idaho's largest Subaru service centers, Rob and his crew have got you taken care of with express oil changes in under 45 minutes guaranteed, or it's free. And now, Nick and Big J. Well, all right, everybody. Good morning to you and yours. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Thursday, man. It's the 16th day of February 2023. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over yonder. Yeah. And we are here on a Thursday morning as we set the table just for you. It's an opportunity for you to get a nerd alert, courtesy of Big J. That's always nice. That's going to happen over the course of the show today. We have some tickets to give away on the program. Static X is coming to town on the 3rd of March. We will hook you up with those, as well as uh, Red Knot Chili Peppers. That band is coming to town on Saturday at the Knitting Factory. We got you covered there. Happy to announce that Carl's Jr. has jumped on board, Big J, Pop Culture Smackdown for the next couple of weeks. And so an opportunity for you to win some free food, maybe some lunch on us with their new Philly Thick Burgers that are coming to town. So we'll have a chance for you to win a couple of those for you to shove down your gullet, which is always nice. They wanted me to remind you that they're bringing by some burgers for you to enjoy today, Big J, at some point right around lunchtime. So get ready. Uh, and uh, it's going to be a very, very good and fun and interesting day today. Plus, we have We're Going to Hell. We have a bunch of headlines we have to get to. Lots of things we have to talk about over the course of the program today, at least ideally anyway. But, of course, we also play music on this show. We might as well get started with this I'm song I'm sure will get played on Saturday night by the Tribute Band. It's the Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's Soul to Squeeze, kicking off the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks. <laughs> On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Well, Big J, if the state of Idaho has their way, there will be such a thing as Greater Idaho. Are you familiar with the concept? Yeah, I think so. This is the part where they fold in a bunch of Oregon that feels to be a little bit more conservative than some of the other parts of Oregon into the Idaho border and make it a much larger state. And basically, it would include a very large part of eastern Oregon. Now, the way they want to do that, the reason why behind it, they say, is because uh, there's a lot of people in Oregon that are upset about the way that their state is going. But also, Idaho wants to make sure that the marijuana laws that are fairly close to our state are further away from people that live in the current state of Idaho, which is weird because technically then, I mean, really all you're doing is making Idaho larger, so for other people, it's just as close. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Not a lot of logic there, but the bill did officially pass the Idaho House of Representatives yesterday, and what that does is it allows Idaho legislators to begin talks with Oregon about relocating the state line. Now, as you may wonder, this is a two-way street, right? If Greater Idaho is to be a thing, uh, the good people of Oregon would have to be into this as well because you can't just move the Idaho border. Yeah, you can't just steal some of Oregon. Right. Uh, and so uh, how is Oregon feeling about this? And the answer is uh, the Oregon legislator has not, legislature has not talked about it at all since uh, last January. So I don't feel like this is going to go a hell of a lot further. But just know that if it were up to us, Idaho would be much larger and we would be taking some of Oregon, I guess. Uh, so we'll see. 
They want to say that, uh, that the economic analysis, too, says that rural Oregon counties would net be a net benefit to Idaho financially, according to the report. But I think one thing that you have to keep in mind with that particular report is... There's a reason they're so uh, flush with money. Yes, exactly. That reason that they are flush would go away the second they were folded into Idaho. So those financial benefits would not nearly be as good as that particular report likes to say it is. I don't expect this to go much farther, no matter what we say about it, but you never know, dude. Stranger things have happened. So, uh, although it would be crazy <laughs> if this were to go through, but uh, crazy is a good way to describe how things are going around uh, here lately. So, yeah. I guess accurate. I shouldn't be shocked, although when I saw the story yesterday, I was like, really? Okay, wonderful. Hey, the Kansas City Chiefs yesterday celebrated their Super Bowl win over the Philadelphia Eagles yesterday with about half a million friends at the end of the parade route. Patrick Mahomes took the stage and just said that uh, they ain't done yet, Big J. And quite frankly, I don't have any problem believing him. Uh, at some point, the Kansas City believers need to, you know, I guess indoctrinate themselves to the fact that Kansas City is going to be around for a while, I think. Patrick Mahomes is on a contract for like not seven more years. And he is pretty good at football. And as long as he stays healthy, I think the Chiefs have a puncher's chance to make a run at a Super Bowl every single year. Agree or disagree, Big J? Agreed. The NBA All-Star Weekend begins tomorrow in Salt Lake City. Uh, so it's not too far away if you wanted to see some NBA action, or at least the best of the best in the NBA play. Celebrity Game and the Rising Stars Game happens tomorrow. Then on Saturday, three events, including the Skills Challenge, the Three-Point Contest, and the Slam Dunk Contest. And then Sunday, you've got the All-Star Game, uh, captained by LeBron James and Giannis uh, from Milwaukee on each side. They're going to draft on the court at 7.30 p.m., all of this stuff will air on TNT beginning uh, tomorrow night. So if you want to watch some NBA, you can. In the meantime, the NBA now has officially a week off. So there's not going to be a lot of sports news over the course of the next calendar week. Uh, unless you're excited about All-Star Game. And even then, after the weekend, it's going to be pretty dry after that. Rest in peace, Big J2 actress Raquel Welch. She passed away yesterday at the age of 82, of course, uh, starring in films like One Million Years B.C., Three Musketeers. Uh, she had a brief illness and passed away in Los Angeles, uh, although I think most people of the, this current generation may know her as the poster hanging on Andy Dufresne's wall on Shawshank Redemption. Uh, that is probably the most recognizable role. Raquel Welch has not exactly been in a bunch of stuff as of late, but for the 60s and early 70s, you wouldn't find a sex symbol uh, much more popular than Raquel Welch back in the day. So rest in peace and thoughts to her family as well. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your first run of important stuff. Man. That is Disturbed. That is Batman here on 100.3 The X Rocks. Big J, you've had a chance over the last couple of years to travel a little bit more. You and the family have. Uh, but you've only been out of the country once, right? Was it just a Belize? No. Uh, I've been out of the country when I was a kid. Oh, Remember? right. But I I, I'm, Yes, I understand. But the, That is out of the country. I, yes, I 100% agree. What I'm saying is I don't know if you remember a whole hell of a lot about that particular trip. <laughs> yeah, I remember enough to remember. <laughs> okay, then I'll ask you. Uh, having been over to England, was there anything that they did over there that you'd like to see moved over to the United States of America? Uh, well, boy, I yeah, no. No, I don't <laughs> want any of their stuff. Uh, nothing. Huh? There's a reason we left that damn country and started our own. Well, according to uh, a lot of people that travel on the regular basis, those people that have been out of the country over the course of the la five times or more in the last two years... They did a YouGov survey about them, and they found out that, uh, you know, while they enjoy America, they love America, there are a lot of things about 
things that happen in foreign countries that they would like to see America adopt. And I don't think they're going to because we don't like change. But uh, the biggest thing that they'd like to see, Big J, sidewalks everywhere. They say a lot of times when they go traveling, they notice that there's a lot of actual, you know, infrastructure in a lot of places, uh, specifically in rural areas that the United States just doesn't do. So you're able to walk more places, you're able to do more things, you're able to be a little bit more active, and it, they don't see a lot of that here in the United they States. They got a lot of green belts over there? In our rural area. No, they don't, but they have a lot of sidewalks, I guess, as opposed to here where there isn't a lot. Like, you can't walk everywhere here in the Treasure Valley. It's just not one of the things, but that apparently is in uh, well, European a countries. luxurious sidewalk. Do you remember that in England? A lots of sidewalks? No, when no, you were a kid? but I mean, off just, uh, you know, you have to also remember Europe is like 10 times older in an infrastructure and just, you know, I mean, we're not talking, these are not new sidewalks that they have. No. They've been there for centuries. Right. But so, it's still something that might be nice, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I suppose, I've never been. I mean, America is such a, a larger, more wide open place. Than, than Europe is, uh, it just would be hard to have sidewalks everywhere. 68% of Americans would like to see exactly how much something will cost at the register. One of the things they do oh, over nice. in the yeah. in other countries is they include sales tax in an item's price so that you know exactly what it's going to cost. And so uh, a lot of people are like, yeah, you know what? It's nice instead of having to guess what my actual bill would be, I have an opportunity to do you know simple math and have a chance to do that. Uh, one thing they do in other countries they don't do here is actually give, pay a living wage to servers. Uh, 66% of Americans are in favor of actually raising the uh, actual wage for servers and not relying on tips. They don't do a lot of that over in European and uh, foreign countries, period, dot the end. Tipping is almost strictly an American thing because we so comically underpay our service industry workers that that's how it became a regular thing. And when you tip somebody over in a foreign country, they're like, what's going on? What did you just do? Yeah, they don't understand what's happening. So that's something. Uh, about 68% of us would like uh, the, to everybody to ditch the uh, prescription drug ads on television commercials. Of course, if you go over to foreign countries, you don't see a lot of them because, well, uh, there's no incentive for drug companies to advertise to the general public because it's one of those deals where they they have uh, universal health care in those places and so therefore you get what you get or you get what the drug ads the, the there's no there's not a lot of pharmaceutical reps going to doctors trying to get them to buy their particular drug I guess is my point that is almost strictly an American kind of policy so more people would like to see less drug ads on TV I say uh, good luck as a matter of fact a lot of things showed up on this list there are exactly two things Big J that people encountered in other countries that they don't want to see in the United States. Uh, number one, they don't want a bidet. Lots of bidets in foreign countries. And for some reason, Americans do not like the idea of bidets instead of toilet paper. In fact, if you go a lot of places, you won't find a lot of toilet paper. It's just bidets. And that's something that Americans can't seem to wrap their head around. And, of course, the other thing that, lots of, that pretty much everybody else except us does, Big J, that we don't want to do, the metric system. Uh, the Americans have no interest in changing over to the metric system, although uh, they do point out the fact that the federal government has been using the metric system since the uh, 1960s. It's really just the citizens. And the only reason why we do, don't do that is because, well, again, uh, it would cost money for us to change things over. We don't like doing that. And then also we'd have to learn a new thing, and we don't like learning things either. And so uh, that is why the United States does not do the metric system like everybody else does. But maybe 
uh, they're not necessarily against teaching it in schools in case kids want to travel and they understand what, you know, a meter is, etc. And what a kilometer is. Because right now, it's difficult for people to wrap their heads around it, I guess, when they travel. So everything but the metric system and bidets were all in line for when we travel to foreign countries. Now, you were more uh, cognizant and an adult when you went to Belize, Big J. Was there anything that happened over there that was foreign to you that you enjoyed more than here in the United States? No, not really. I mean, it's pretty Americanized. I suppose that's true. You were going to like a resort, right? Which very much is kind of like a little teeny tiny America. Well, it was an island. Um, I mean, it wasn't all a resort. But for the most part, yeah, everything was done basically for the result of tourists and making sure you had the comforts of home or what you would think to have on a vacation. So it wasn't exactly it wasn't really big enough where it's like, oh, hey, five kilometers here to there. I mean, it just wasn't, you know, there wasn't a lot of that. Yeah, They were just like, get in your golf cart and go where you need to go. Yeah. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few short minutes, Big J's got your nerd alert for you. It's next on the X Rocks. Big J's Nerd Alert on 100.3 The X Rocks. Yeah, get some hardware information here, Nick. The saga of Apple's keenly awaited mixed reality headset has been uh, uh, made with delays. And according to Bloomberg, Apple has once again pushed the reveal timeline of its AR VR headset by a couple of months, aligning the introduction with its annual developers conference, the WWDC. Apple has been working on the headset for over half a decade, and during the development phase, the company has also reportedly pushed back the debut of its AR glasses even further. Now it appears that Apple has uh, nixed the spring launch and will uh, launch this uh, in June. Uh, Mark Grunman from Bloomberg cites unnamed internal sources claiming product testing show both hardware and software issues still needed to be ironed out. Rumored, though, it's going to cost as much as $3,000. So the headset is deemed Apple's most ambitious product in recent years, and it will, by all accounts, pack some serious punch in terms of hardware and software capabilities. Now, it's been a while since Apple has really had some serious innovation, so this could be that thing that uh, everybody's waiting for to go, oh, wow. I mean, uh, you know, the iPhones uh, and, of course, smart devices really have been lackluster because there hasn't been a lot of improvement in technology but they're saying this could really be the wow factor. I know what VR is. What is AR? Uh, that would be augmented reality. Nick. What does that mean? What, what, how is that different from VR? Uh, it, it's where it necessarily like uh, you could wear a, a pair of uh, a glasses or, or for a while uh, augmented reality. You know, they cardboard, uh, the Google had the cardboard um box thing that you could put on your phone and you could look around and you could see an environment around you. A lot of games use AR, Nick, that that you don't have to have a headset on. Uh, like Google, or not Google, but um, uh, Pokemon Go, for example, has a, your phone has AR technology in it. I mean, you can use it all oh, the time. Oh, it like puts things in what you're it, actually yes, seeing. Yes, augmented okay, reality. Gotcha. So, uh, basically what I think that this is going to be is, is a pair of really amazing smart glasses, essentially. So Interesting. We'll see how that lands. Speaking of of hardware uh, the PSVR 2 is set to release in just a week Nick Sony PlayStation will soon be expanding the PS5 ecosystem with the next generation VR headset now uh, that's not all it's been reported that the company might soon improve the audio experience with the addition of headphones and earbuds and according to sources of insider gaming the Japanese console manufacturers developing both a wireless headphone and earbuds for the PlayStation 5 uh, now this is the first set they have but the report suggests the wireless earbuds are being developed under the moniker of Project Nomad the earbuds in question reportedly have a battery life of around 
around five hours in a single charge. Plus, we'll have a charging case of its own, which can be charged by plugging into the PlayStation 5. Along with wireless earbuds, the gaming division of Sony is also looking to release new wireless headphones developed under the name Project Voyager. Sony PlayStation is seemingly planning on releasing its uh, alongside Project Nomad earbuds, so we don't know how much about the headset's price point. Uh, the report suggests the headphones will have functionalities similar to that of the InZone uh, H7 headsets that are currently available now, and uh, no timeline on these, but uh, they're continuing to try to you know, uh, bring out hardware for the new PlayStation 5. Plus, the PlayStation 5, readily available now. Anytime you want to go buy it, it's there. Yeah, none of this VR stuff interests me in any way, shape, or form. You? Yeah, well, sometimes, sure, absolutely. You have VR stuff. When was the last time you played yours? Yeah, no, we uh, we gave it to the kids. So the kids <laughs> the kids are using, why are you laughing? Well, I mean, you said you're interested, but then you gave away yeah, the one that you I had. Didn't, I didn't give it away. The well, wife did. When was the last time you played it? Uh, it's been a while. All but, right. you know, it's, uh, it's one of those things because it was making me sick. <laughs> well, um, then... All right. Uh, because of the application I was using for so got it uh, and one last thing here the Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare 2 season 2 has landed Nick and the the hottest thing right now is the rank play so uh, season 2 brings ranked play and this is where you can finally put your skills to the test Treyarch and the Call of Duty League build this mode together that uses the Call of Duty League approved rules restrictions map modes with exclusive ranked based rewards that let you show off your skills so this is an intimate four versus four multiplayer mode and you have to be at least level 16 to access ranked play the modes in ranked play include hard point search and destroy and control the rank started bronze silver gold platinum diamond crimson iridescent and top 250 so your name will be displayed on a special leaderboard these will be the top players in call of duty in the world it's quite incredible and it's a chance for you to really see okay how good am i you can take part in those ranked plays right now if you want to what level are you uh what level i'm like 138 oh okay so you could play in this if you want. i could but i i won't how come uh because i'm not that good Oh, you know you're not that good. You yeah, no, no I would get uh, I would get destroyed. Well, level so. 138 when you have to be level 16 to make it seems like you're all right. No, it, it's really irrelevant. It, trust me, it's completely irrelevant. It's more about the time that you play it as opposed to how good no, you it's, are. No, it's about how good you are. I mean, well, well no, I mean your level rank, I guess. Yeah, level. I achieved that just by playing tons of hours. Right. So it's not so much <laughs> so, talent yeah. as much as it is yeah, time. Yeah, they just don't in. want some noob to get in there at level one and be playing with rank players. Gotcha. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your nerd alert. And after with Nick and Big J. The future could be now, or at least in the not too distant future. Because what if you could design your own cellular phone, the perfect phone for you, kind of pieced together like Lego? A team in Singapore is attempting to create a kind of one-size-fits-all connector that would make that possible, which means cheaper phones, tablets, blood pressure monitors, and more. The technology is known as Bind, and it works basically just like the plastic toys that you're familiar with. Soft parts are rigid, while others are more flexible. And in the future, these devices may even stretch. And also, you could add on your own kind of, you know, bonus things that you enjoy. You could have access to particular things, some stuff that you would use, stuff that's on your phone that you don't need anymore, you could get rid of. And so it's an opportunity not only just for hardware, but also for technology for people to build their own perfect smartphone. Like, if you want a smartphone that has, like, great texting capabilities and also a great camera... You're good to go. You can put this all together, and it's cheaper and able for you to do that. So the question now becomes, 
what reason, incentive would there be for companies like Android and Apple to adapt this technology? And the answer is not much, considering you're already buying their proprietary stuff hand over fist, and they're making ridiculous amounts of money doing so. But having a cheaper option on the market may be better for a lot of people. But we also have found out what it's like when we have the ability to create our own kind of Frankenstein monster with things, and it usually doesn't go well. Remember, for the longest time, we whined and complained about how come we couldn't a la carte our cable, and everything had to be done, and if we would do it, we would save so much money. What ended up happening? We probably spend more now on all the uh, streaming apps that we have than we ever did on cable, or at least it's comparable for the most part. And so sometimes we think we know what's best for us, and other times when we're given the opportunity of so many choices, we then just buy well, all those choices. We forget that the man knows how to make the money. <laughs> right. One way or another, they're going to get theirs. They're going to find a way around this. If they find a cheaper way to get you a phone, believe you me, there's going to be a way for them to milk some money out of us. It's just the way it's going to go. Happy birthday to Michael Jordan, Big J. He turns 60 years old tomorrow. The 60-time NBA, the six-time NBA champion, is celebrating his birthday by making a $10 million donation to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. It will be the organization's largest ever individual donation. Uh, Jordan, of course, is the owner of the Charlotte Hornets now, and very nice for him to give back to uh, people in order because he doesn't have to at this particular point, and he continues to do so. So, congratulations to him. That's a well big done. Big chunk of change, man. Tip of the hat, of course, to Michael Jordan to do that. Kansas City Chiefs had their Super Bowl parade yesterday. Patrick Mahomes and crew took to the stage and made a bunch of speeches and said that uh, he wants to, he wanted to tell people that they're not done yet. This is just the beginning. So the crowd was chanting MVP and Dynasty the whole time, and it was attended by half a million people. So lots of people lined the streets of Kansas City yesterday. It appears lots of people are watching the new Peacock series Poker Face starring Natasha Lyonne. That is because Peacock has already announced they are going to make a second season of the mystery series. Of course, it is uh, produced and directed and developed and written by Ryan Johnson. He behind the Glass Onion and, uh, you know, Benoit Blanc movies, as well as other stuff. And Natasha Lyonne and Ryan both said they'll make this series as long as people want to watch it because they both had a really good time watching it. And apparently NBC slash Peacock are pleased with the numbers. And so you will see a second season of the show Poker Face, which plays kind of like a procedural, whereas you don't like there's not a running kind of like storyline throughout. It's like a mystery of the week kind of show which used to be popular back in the 80s with Columbo and Murder She Wrote where it's just following around one character solving one mystery to the next and they're bringing that back and apparently people like it so there will be more of that on your TV slash streaming service if you're interested you worthless maggot the morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 the X rocks to Palmdale California we go for today's we're going to hell story and it's a situation that happens all too often in today's day and age. We're talking about somebody deciding it's time to steal a catalytic converter. Hell, we just talked about it happening on the Wienermobile not too long ago. Yeah, damn it. And it is an ongoing thing that happens. And sometimes it appears like these things are pretty well executed kind of situations. Like they happen fast and furious. But other times it feels like maybe you need to make sure you double check stuff before you go and steal somebody's catalytic converter. Like this particular situation. They were trying to steal a catalytic converter off of a parked SUV, Big J, in Palmdale, California. And they decided that the way they were doing this was it was four dudes driving around a parking garage in a vehicle. And they basically, when they saw one they felt was prime for the picking, they would stop, one of them would get out. 
go underneath the vehicle, take the catalytic converter, get back in the vehicle, and then take off, right? Yeah. And so uh, that was the plan, and it had worked apparently a couple of times over because this parking garage was a pretty popular place for catalytic converters to just suddenly show up missing. And the plan was happening once again on Tuesday night, and when uh, things didn't quite go like they thought it would go. Car pulled up on a Ford SUV that was parked in this parking garage. Somebody got out of the vehicle and, of course, started to go to town underneath this particular vehicle, started up the saw, and was trying to take the catalytic converter. What they did not know, Big J, is because this particular SUV had tinted windows, somebody who was working three jobs decided instead of going all the way home, they were going to take a nap in between jobs in this particular parking garage. Ah. And so the sawing that was happening underneath her vehicle woke this woman up. And she was like, I don't know what that noise is, but I need to get the hell out of here. So, Big J, she started up her vehicle. Yeah! And backed up, and that's when she felt like she was going over kind of like a speed bump. Nope, sure enough, Big J, that was the dude that was trying to steal her catalytic converter. And I don't know if uh, you are familiar with the concept, but when you get run over by an SUV, it usually doesn't go well for you. And as she pulled out of reverse, she realized that it wasn't a road bump or any kind of bump at all. In fact, it was a dude that she had run over. So she immediately called 911. Police showed up, and sure enough, DOA on the scene, Big J. Uh, and they called 911, of course, unresponsive at the time. So the other three people in the vehicle were stuck inside the parking garage. I don't know why, or maybe the police showed up fairly quickly. Either way, the other three people inside the vehicle were also detained. No names were released, but their buddy passed away in the process. So, once again, catalytic converters, dangerous business sometimes, you guys. And I know maybe there's money in it. I still don't... I mean, is there copper in there? Is that what's going on? Uh, I'm trying to understand the concept. I I don't know, but it's... uh big business yes it is happening a lot like they have like protection kits so that you can't you don't have to get your catalytic converter stolen like it's that thing that's happening and i don't know what the attractiveness is but apparently there's money in it but also it could be a dangerous business so obviously this poor woman who was just trying to take a nap in her car is also traumatized because you know you didn't want to kill anybody yeah, while you're she taking should feel like she did a service Again, you feel like, I mean, I understand that getting a catalytic converter is a bad thing, but you, you have a lot of death penalty stuff for, for petty well, crime. I mean, you know, it's like <laughs> you were I, committing a crime. I understand. So I'm not sure you should die for a catalytic converter theft. I'm however. not saying we do, you know, uh, firing squads on these folks, but I mean, if you die in the act of committing a crime, I mean kind of got what had coming. Now, I agree for the most part, but when somebody else, an innocent person, is involved in this that was unbeknownst to them taking part in it, this is like years and years of therapy and not sleeping right again because, you know, again, you're just taking a nap. You didn't mean to, like, take somebody's life. But, of course, you don't want your catalytic converter Somebody should mail a cape to this lady. A black cape with a bat wing on the back I see. Well, Batman doesn't kill, as you're well He should. Oh, you'd make a lot of DC fans very upset. I don't give a damn. Look what happened when Superman did it. Loved it. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Although Zod's back in the new Flash, so is anybody ever dead? Question mark? Apparently not. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the Morning After with Nick and Big J on the X-Rocks. At a system of a down, that is toxicity here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Speaking of toxicity, it is time for us to discuss one of our favorite topics on this show. It is people's bathroom habits, Big J. 
There is a brand new survey out, and it's even more disconcerting than the last when they did a recent survey of Americans' habits in the bathroom. I am going to give you some questions. I need you to guess the number, and I'll let you know if you're higher or lower, okay? Ten. Uh, wait, I haven't asked you the question. <clears throat> oh, okay. The question is, what percentage of Americans say they wash their hands every time they urinate? Well, I mean, shouldn't it be 100%? Yes, it should be. The question is, what pe- How? what is the percentage of people that admit to washing their hands after every time they urinate? Based off the, uh, the couple times of here recently, uh, hearing someone use the urinal and then not wash their hands, I'm going to go with 48%. Uh, it's a little bit higher than that, thankfully. 52%. Uh, the answer is 70%. It would take you a while to get there considering how low you were, so uh, I'm just going to give you the answer. 70% is how many people wash their hands every time they pee. Now, Big J, how many people wash their hands every time they poop? 10%. Uh, how would it go lower? No. The answer... Uh, hopefully 98%. 82% of okay, people. Well, so that's better. That means 18% of people, uh, even if they are going to the bathroom and going number two, are not washing their hands. So again, people are gross. Uh, of course, and they're wondering, if you're wondering how many times people go to the bathroom, it's anywhere from four to eight times per day on average, one of those usually being number two. So that's how many times people are going to the bathroom and oftentimes not washing their hands, which is really, really gross. The good news is women, not surprisingly, much more sanitary than men when it comes to their particular bathroom habits. But there was one statistic that boggled my mind. Again, this is Americans. The question was, how many, uh, how do you use toilet paper after every time you go number two? Now, this what? is like... It should be really, I mean, really hot. And based on our earlier story about how Americans hate bidets, right? So right. There's not a lot of. Uh... The answer is 82. percent So that <laughs> means there's 18 percent of Americans that do not use toilet paper. Now there are other options, i.e., bidets and wipes and things like that. I don't know if they would quantify those as toilet paper or not, but I do not feel like 18 percent of our population are using those alternatives. Come so, on, they can't. I mean, you can't. How is that part of you? I don't live? know. I don't know. Have I you, don't know. How do you live? Are these like the hicks in the woods that use grass or something? They didn't uh, stipulate as to where they found these people. I just, I just can't know. imagine that somebody goes to number two and does nothing. <laughs> right. And just gets up and walks away. And they're probably the same people who weren't washing their hands yeah. afterwards. That's clean living, Because they haven't touched anything, right? Like, I mean, maybe these are people in the wilderness that use leaves. Sure. I mean, but I mean, that's a... That's a hefty percentage of people that are not using toilet paper every time they go to the bathroom. I can't, I just can't, I can't imagine. Maybe drunk, really, really wasted? Even still, like, God, man, I mean, have some, uh, I mean, it's Wouldn't just a matter of weird clean. walking around that Listen, way? I would feel weird if I didn't wash my hands after I went to the yeah, bathroom. Yeah, I know, but I mean a normal person. Yes, of course. The answer is yes. You should feel very weird. You should feel dirty. You should feel unclean. You but should it feel all these feel things. right. Like there would be. I mean, a lot of people think that you should feel unclean even if you use toilet paper. So, I mean, I, I understand the leap in logic that's made there that you would think you were good to go after using toilet paper. But it still is crazy to me that there's that. I would give in America. I would be. I would love to know the percentage of homes that have bidets. I, we're talking single digits at the very least, right? Yeah, my. My daughter's got a bidet. Okay. I, I don't know. 
is yeah, it used? I don't know if they still are using it or not. <laughs> well, it's probably not but, a much of a topic of conversation. Well, yeah, I mean, that's not the first thing I want to talk about <laughs> when I go over there. Hey. But did she have it installed or was it part of the house when she bought it? it was No, it was installed. It's installed. Some of those are pretty easy to install. Sure. Actually. That I understand. But I mean, was it something that she wanted or was it already there? Yeah. Yeah. She was into the whole bidet okay. idea. So she got it installed. Now, is it like a toilet attachment or is it a separate it's unit It's an altogether? attachment. It's okay. an attachment. It's not like the I'm going to France and there's a separate little toilet bowl. Right. Which so is it, also weird to me. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's actually attached to the toilet. Yes, some of those are very, very easy to use, and that's fine. And I would say, again, it's probably fairly small. Because I would feel weird about that transition. What do you mean? Going from the toilet to the bidet thing. You would feel weird? Like doing the lobster yeah, walk yeah, over? Yeah, yeah, because, you know, yeah, I would. Well, you're probably used to it. And usually, I mean, at least the ones that I have seen uh, are fairly close. It's not like it's uh, quite the trip. You have to go to another room or anything like that. But it is still an interesting uh, kind of dynamic. But again, it's a good reminder to let you know uh, that people are a lot more gross than you think, especially when it comes to bathroom habits. And some of these numbers are absolutely mind boggling. But congratulations on being gross, everybody. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few short minutes, we got your important stuff, not to mention your pop culture smackdown. The news today. The Morning After with Nick and Big J. I don't think anybody's going to put up much of a fight when you say people are using their phones more and more and more lately. We're all addicted to this device that's in the palm of our hands on a regular basis. We can't help it. I suppose we could, but we choose not to. But uh, there is an interesting news survey from Cricket Wireless. You do need to understand where this poll is coming from, I think, when you understand the information you're about to receive. But they found that about 76% of Americans think that in a matter of 10 to 15 years, websites will no longer be a thing. That uh, that a majority of businesses or uh, commerce or anything like that will be done via applications. As phones and tablets are where people do a majority of their work. And usually if they're on something, they are opening up or using some sort of application to do it. And therefore they think websites will be phased out fairly, fairly soon. 69% of uh, people say they use their smartphone at least eight hours a day. 46% say they've done a full day's work from their smartphone. Yeah, that doesn't seem like it would be very enjoyable. But uh, according to Quicker Wireless, they are embracing the convenience of apps in all areas of life more and more and more. And so uh, even if they're shopping for groceries, if they're taking photos and videos, if they're posting something, if they're shopping for clothes or whatever, they're doing it via an application that they're opening up. See, what? Isn't, isn't most applications just send you right to a website? No. What? Yeah. No. Like what? I don't know. Any shopping, any shopping application that you use. No, if you open up Amazon, up. it's like a, a different application than your than like Amazon.com. It's got a different display. I promise you. It's, it's like a, a mobile version of Amazon, but I feel like that goes back to the website. Well, I mean, it doesn't look too much differently, but it's a different kind of thing altogether. Like, I mean, yes, if you were to like go on, like open up your Amazon app and put something in your cart and then go to Amazon.com. It's going to be there, but they run in concurrent with each other and look the same. But I think it's a different place than actually sending you to a website. Like, it doesn't open up your internet browser if you open up the app. You understand that, right? Yeah, of course. So, yeah, I mean, it looks like their website, but it's a different kind of technology altogether. And while you can say that, yeah, I mean, I find it difficult to believe, but the reality of it is I think technology is moving around. You know, like, we didn't know what websites were 25 years ago. We didn't know what an application was 
15 years ago. And so, sure, I think that it's not completely out of bounds to say at some point these things, these phrases, these things that we use every day will phase out and something else may replace it. I have no doubt that that's going to happen in some way, shape, or form. So probably not that surprising. What those things are, I don't know. I mean, I can't ever, I, 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 I can't imagine Google.com ever being replaced by something. Unless they completely get rid of it and just have an app. When they don't leave you a choice, those are different things. But I feel like eventually those things will kind of continue through the test of time. But again, you know, if you would have said 20 years ago that MySpace was going to go away, we'd all probably laugh at you, considering how popular it was at the time, and now nobody's on MySpace. <laughs> the, the NBA's All-Star Weekend begins tomorrow in Salt Lake City, just a six-hour drive from here. The NBA's biggest stars will be playing in all sorts of cool different things. Tomorrow, you're going to have your Celebrity All-Star Game and then the Rising Stars Game, and then on Saturday, you got the three events, including the Skills Challenge, the Three-Point Contest, and the Slam Dunk Contest, featuring a bunch of people nobody's ever heard of. And then you've got the All-Star Game on Saturday. That's going to start at 7.30 p.m. with the draft right there on the court like it's playground style. The events will all air on TNT. Uh, If you're not going to Salt Lake City to enjoy it, then you can check it out on your cable provider and watch it that way. But it's All-Star Weekend for the NBA, and it's as close as it's going to get to our backyard. So you might want to take part. Big J, what is Andy Samberg up to since uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine left? He's been working on an adult animated series called Digman, and a trailer dropped yesterday for the actual fun that's going to be on Comedy Central revolving around an alternate universe where architects are the big superstars. Uh, Andy Samberg will play the main role. He's also writing and producing the series. They've announced that Maya Rudolph, Daniel Radcliffe, i.e. Harry Potter, and Jane Lynch are all among the talent who will be joining the series. It will premiere on on March 22nd on Comedy Central if you want to check it out. Bunch of big stars involved in that, all providing voice work for that particular cartoon. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. Pop Culture Smackdown. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Yeah, and we got some great tickets for you here coming up at the Rev Center on Friday, March 3rd. So it's a Friday night show. Static X is going to be coming to town. I just saw these guys uh, earlier, uh, right, I guess late last year. Amazing show. It's going to be well worth it, especially the fact that you get these for free just by beating me in Pop Culture Smackdown. So give it a try. Fear Factory Dope opening up that show as well, so it's going to be a good one. 208-287-1003. If you would like to play a little game called Pop Culture Smackdown for these tickets. Today, Big J, one of your favorite people in the world turned 65 years old. His name is Ice-T. We're going to be focusing on the life and love of Ice-T over the course of today's Pop Culture Smackdown. So good luck to everybody. Hello, The X. Hello. Good morning. Hi, who's this? This is Janine. Janine, you're up first. Janine, what is the name of Ice-T's Grammy-winning heavy metal band? Are they called Cannibal Corpse, Body Count, or Monster Magnet? Body count. Right. That is correct. (coughs) Body count. Ice-T played a ripper, a half-man, half-kangaroo super soldier in this movie based on a graphic novel starring Lori Petty. Oh, man. This is supposed to be the easy one. It's supposed to be easy? Yeah, because you and I had referenced this movie before. (laughs) But apparently you do not remember. Uh, Let's go with... Say it again. Sure. Question. Ice T played a ripper, a half man, half kangaroo in this movie based on a graphic novel starring Laurie Petty. It came up in our conversation right before you interviewed Ice T. As a matter of fact. 
I'm oh, hoping God. this will actually kickstart something, but apparently it's not. Nope. I uh, got <laughs> nothing. I can only think of two movies that I've actually seen with For real? Ice-T. Yeah. Okay. New Jack City uh-huh. and Which Surviving like the Game. Seconds. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. Surviving the Game. Okay. So, total loss. Nothing. All right. Nothing. Son of a gun. Janine, that means you win. Do you happen to know the answer? Tank Girl. Tank Girl is 100% correct. Right. Well done. Yes. Clearly, you earned the hell out of these tickets. Congratulations, <laughs> Janine. Static X tickets are yours. Hang on just one second, and we will be Man, good to go. I think I watched Tank Girl once. Uh, yeah, we talked about you asking him half-man, half-kangaroo questions, and uh, we laughed about it, and apparently it went right out your brain. Big J, Ice-T made uh, his big screen debut in what hip-hop movie that he now calls Whack? Uh, they made a sequel to it. That might help you. They made a sequel yes. to it? it it's about breakdancing. Does that help? Oh, yeah, breaking. He was the first movie right. was in breaking. I don't think you would have got it without my hands. And Big J Ice-T was, uh, has been on TV for a very long time. He's had a starring role on Law & Order SVU, but before that, he played a drug dealer on what other cop show that aired on Fox for three seasons of which he was a part of? Oh, boy, I have no idea. I'm going to go with... Uh... I got nothing. <laughs> Wrong. I guess you don't like Ice T as much as I thought you no, did. No, I love him, but uh, I, I don't know his full, like, you know, history. New York Undercover. Right. Uh, well, New you York only know two movies he was in, so there that's you go. a good start. Now I know three. Uh, you know four, five, actually, now that we're talking about it. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your pop culture smackdown. We will do some headlines. They're happening next on the X Rocks. With Nick and Big J. Headlines brought to you by Team Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore. The big new and used auto sales event going on now at the Caldwell Event Center all the way through President's Day weekend. Starts today, goes all the way through Monday. You can go out there and check out no payments until June. Guaranteed $2,000 on your junker. Zero down and payments starting at $179 a month. Plus Big J out there broadcasting live on Saturday from 1 to 3 p.m. Make sure you go out there and check it out. Caldwell Event Center all weekend long courtesy of Team Mazda and the Prehode Superstore. Headlines are as follows, Big J. What a twist. Are you happy now? And not very convincing. What a twist. A Chinese man known only as Zhao has been accused of hiding his lottery winnings from his wife. That may not be so weird, but the what he did with the money is very weird. He actually hid the money from his current wife and gave a bunch of it to his ex-wife. Two years ago, Zhu won uh, basically 8.43 million won. That's the equivalent of about $2 million in American money. And instead of telling his wife, Lynn, he reportedly continued on as though nothing had happened. And then he gave about a a third of it to his sister and then the rest of it to his ex-wife so she could buy an apartment. That's when uh, basically his wife took him to court to give her two-thirds of what he hid from her. And judges found in her favor, Big J, so now he's got to come up with the money somehow, some way, to give his wife what she feels rightfully was owed to her. But what a weird decision that was for this guy. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the hell he was thinking. But, listen, I mean, to each their own, I suppose. If he's unhappy in his current marriage and maybe he had some regrets, there could be some of it. But a weird way to express that particular feeling by just throwing a bunch of money at your ex's way. Yeah, it seems like he was just living on. Yeah, just doing his work and just giving away the money to his family and to his ex-wife. So, I, I guess. I mean, I'm sure he probably was happy at the time, but now you got to come up with a bunch of money to give to your current wife. I do not know if they're still married. It doesn't sound like 
that would be a relationship that could last. Big no, that seems like a deal ender. If the wife was taking him to court at this point. Are you happy now or not very convincing? Are you happy now? I've got some bad news for rock fans. Uh, they went ahead and came up with a formula for how to find the happiest song and make you feel happy. And there's not a rock song in the top ten, Big J. Good Vibrations by the Beastie Boys is top of the charts as the song that makes people the happiest, according to a university's professor's uh, scientific formula. The 1966 single hit checks all the boxes uh, as the Ph.D. who has a Ph.D. in music psychology and studies in music uh, has decided to put together a list. And he believes it's a combination of a lot of things. Song has to be in a major key. It's got to have seventh chords, about 137 beats per minute, four beats in every bar, and a verse-chorus-verse structure that is familiar to the listener that produces a happy song and happy feelings in the brain. It also should have a short intro, some repeated riffs, bright tone, and a mix of predictability and surprise. Uh, The other songs that fit in that particular kind of category, I Feel Good by uh, James Brown which I guess I can get. <laughs> House of Fun by Madness, and Get the Party Started by Pink, Big J. All rounding out the uh, top five there. But yeah, I looked at the top ten, not a rock need to take song. this guy and shove him into a tiny room and just play Metallica. Well, uh, there's not, I mean, if, if he, if, barring his criteria for what makes a happy song, Metallica wouldn't fit in any of them. Yeah, Creeping Death makes me happy. But yes, it all depends. And I, here's what I also believe. We're all our own individual person and thinker, and songs that make us happy may not make other people happy, but as long as it makes you happy, that's all that should matter, right? Yeah. And I don't know if there's any particular song. Like, I mean, Good Vibrations to me is tolerable, but like it's a bit too repetitive to make me like happy, I suppose. But teach their own. Wrap it up with not very convincing. A convict tried to escape from a maximum security prison in Bolivia by disguising himself as a sheep and trying to pass by security unnoticed. It went about as well as you could expect. His name is Jose Diaz. He was serving a 15-year sentence, and he wrapped himself up in some sheepskin and then tried to crawl through the grass at his facility before attempting to break through an external wall. According to the reports, he was trying to... He knew his costume and his kind of, I guess, undercover sheepness wasn't exactly great, so when the prison was hit with some really bad rain and heavy forecast, that's when he tried to take advantage of it, because apparently there were lots of sheep in and around this particular facility, so he thought it would be a good way for him to kind of hide amongst the sheep and then wait for the downpour to hit and then try to escape. Well, it didn't work, but the weird reason is it only didn't work because they found out he wasn't in his cell. They didn't think about looking for, for him as a sheep until they went and searched the entire field when he wasn't in his cell for head check, and they were like, oh, look, there he is. Uh, and so that's how they foiled his escape. But uh, I don't know if it would have worked or not, but apparently him dressing up like a sheep was not the way to go. But at least, hey, bonus points were created. Yeah, it sounds right? like he screwed up by not having a fake body in that bed. Right, he needed a hay boy. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on all the things you need to know. Green Day time your life here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. And even though I haven't watched a single second of it, I know it's popular because I saw the commercials in the Super Bowl. The Masked Singer, right? Yeah, yeah. I've never watched an episode either. Uh, but uh, apparently what, what happens here is that uh, you get famous people, you stick them in this big mascot, and they sing and dance, and then people need to guess who it is. How do you win it? Like, I mean, and then what do you win if you do? I'm sure these are very easy money, answers. Prestige. Yeah, for like a charity or something, or do you think they pocket the money? 
Uh, no, I'm probably for charity. I would hope so. But the thing that's crazy here is season nine just kicked off. <clears throat> and, <clears throat> excuse me, they revealed uh, that uh, behind the mask of a, a big old gnome was 97-year-old Dick Van Dyke. For real? And I'm like, dude, he's no way he's 97 years old. Because he can, comes out and they get the mask and the, and the whole suit off of him. And he is like vibrant and he's singing and dancing. Like, uh, what? This is defying what we know of reality of old people. Yeah, well, I mean, Dick Van Dyke has been around for a very long time. He certainly was a song and dance man back when he was incredibly popular. Yeah, but he has Poppins, been around bro. for like, you know, in the 50s, the Dick Van Dyke show was a thing. Yeah, so. he's, he's been he's been doing uh, entertainment for almost, uh, you know, since he was a kid. That's crazy. And the fact that he's this vibrant and, and at 97 is, okay, what is he doing? Is he drinking baby blood or something? You, we probably don't want to know what he is doing to keep himself young and be able to sing and dance up there. I, do, I'm, do you, they get like unmasked when they guess who it is correctly? Is that how it works? No, I don't think that's how. We should probably watch an episode just oh, to see what happens. That. But uh, I know I, 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 the first the guesses were uh, Robert De Niro, okay, and stuff like that. There's no way Robert De Niro is going to go on the map. Right, right. But they were like somebody who's been in the business for decades and et cetera. And they're like, okay, who is it? And uh, and then boom, you would not think it would be Dick Van Dyke. Because I think it's like also like a makeshift talent show. Like I think like the lowest vote getter gets the one who gets revealed, and then they have to guess, and they're surprised as who it is. But uh, I know it's based on uh, a show that's uh, available over in, that's been on the air for years and years and years over in Asia that they brought over here to the United States. So uh, there's st- and I know it's a hit that much I'm uh, yeah. familiar with. So uh, but I don't know any of the concept. But listen, more power to him. I feel like we're playing with fire when you have a 97 year old in a gigantic costume up on a stage under bright lights. But I guess he was able to pull it off. So congratulations. yeah, yeah. So if you see Dick Van Dyke trending on stuff, it's not because he's dead. Because no. he's very much alive, and it's incredible. And on the mass Singer. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Your bad impressions are next on the X-Rock. Nick and Big J. Bad impressions brought to you by the Idaho Center pre-owned superstore, Treasure Valley Subaru. And we have tickets to Saturday night show at the Knitting Factory. The Red Knot Chili Peppers will put on a hell of a tribute show. Thrown down with some Red Hot Chili Peppers classic music. You can sing along, have a great time, and enjoy yourself free of charge. If you can figure out bad impressions here this morning, Nick, it will take three plus clues. Oh, plus. Oh, my goodness. Big J says he's got a stumper for you. Let's see if you can prove him wrong. 208-287-1003. If you'd like to play our game, of course, you need all three clues. It's all about somebody famous. Let's see if somebody can pull it off. Hello, the X. Hi. Good morning. Hi. Who's this? This is Kristen. All right, Kristen, you're up first. I'm the featured host for American Idol and have been since the beginning. All right, next clue. I've taken over counting down the clock for New Year's Eve from Dick Clark. Rest in peace. Ryan Seacrest? Yes! Hey, look at that! She got it in two. Good job, Kristen. Hang on one second. We'll hook you up with those Red Knot Chili Peppers tickets for Saturday. So there you go. What was clue three, just for fun? I've been the co-host of Live with Kelly and Ryan, but not anymore. Uh, I'm guessing that's why Ryan Seacrest is in Yeah, let's see. Uh, At one point, I think he was also hosting his radio show here in uh, in this uh, town. He still is, I think. Uh, Oh, really? I I thought we kicked him right out of town. Well, he's a midday guy, so I don't know. When he was doing mornings, anyways. I don't remember. I remember doing mornings. We squashed him like a bug just to just 
go ahead and go with that. Uh, anyways, he is leaving uh, the uh, Kelly uh, and Ryan show and uh, replacing. Guess who he's being replaced with? I would have no idea. Mark Consuelos. Isn't that her husband? That's her husband. Yeah. Well, look at that. It took a while, but finally got there because he's not doing anything. Well, you can't do a radio show unless you're married anymore, so it must be now you can't do a TV morning show unless yeah, you're married anymore. apparently so. So uh, congratulations to those two. He's been filling in like from time to time, too, already, yeah, so yeah. it's not like something totally new for him. Word has it that they have chemistry. Why so. it is? Why did Ryan leave the show, does it say? That's a great question. It, it, it hasn't speculated just yet, but uh, it's probably one of those things where his contract came up, and I bet they were like, yeah. Well, well I knew part of it was like Ryan... Ryan, his radio show is based out of L.A. That's where he does all of his stuff. And so that's where American Idol is filmed as well. And he was, like, trekking to yeah. New York to do this and, show. And I think that's the main thing. He wants to move back to the West Coast. Makes sense. So, well, I don't blame him. Uh, uh, will it affect your life in any way? Yeah, day? dude. I, I'm going to be sad to see him go. I'm sure you will. After the show, basically, I go to my uh, workstation. I just walk Kelly and Ryan. That uh, makes sense, constantly. man. Uh, that, I mean, I, that, you, now no, I know. it doesn't. I would know far much more about stuff. I don't know if that's the case. Not a lot of hard-hitting stuff on Kelly and Ryan. Not a lot of hard-hitting stuff here either. No, touche, but (laughs) but we do at least a deeper dive into the world of pop culture sometimes. Just not the real housewives kind of pop culture. It's aggravating to me how uh, much money Ryan Seacrest makes in radio. He's very popular, and he does... uh, Well, I mean, it's part of it is because of the the brand awareness that Ryan Seacrest has more than anything, which is why uh, you should remind people to follow you on all the socials, Big J. Follow Nick at uh, XRock. Nick. Where is that? X Rock Nick. Yes, please. Everywhere. But uh, more importantly, uh, the Big J brand is the big the big dog out here. And so maybe that could parlay into something. Would you ever want to do like a TV morning show? God, no. Do you remember? Those people get up so early. Like, we get up early. They're getting up like at 2 a.m. Yeah, because they're doing it on New York time, too. Do you know, uh, do you remember when we almost hosted a TV show? Do you remember when we were kicking around doing the Saturday night thing on the CW? Oh yeah, and yeah, they asked yeah. us to do that to that like was, host like exciting. movies and stuff like that. And uh, I don't remember why it actually fell through, but it's it fell too through. bad because that would have been the beginning. <laughs> then we would have been TV stars and not radio. <laughs> it was really close. We were that close to being on TV on a regular basis. We were that close to a lot of things. You're welcome. Morning after with Nick and Big J, we will wrap up the show here next on the X Rocks. <laughs> That is Theory of a Dead Man, that is Dinosaur, and that is wrapping up the morning after with Nick and Big J for this Thursday. Thanks for hanging out with us. A very educational show today. Uh, Big J gave us a nerd alert, and then we learned a lot, courtesy of listeners and otherwise, about catalytic converters. We learned about the mass Singer yeah. today and why America will never transfer over to the metric system. So it was a knowledgeable show on this Thursday, and we're happy to pass that knowledge on to you. That leaves you with the floor, Big J. Uh, yeah, Nick, this is a terrible trend, but apparently uh, interest in plastic surgery is on the rise. Uh, 58% of facial plastic surgeons reported an increase in treatments over the last uh, year, and 82% of procedures performed in 2022 were minimally invasive and, and included Botox, fillers, and topicals, not for other purposes but to make your face look better so uh botox considered plastic surgery then i mean i know it's definitely part of it but like it's a procedure yeah for sure procedure yeah yeah i saw that like coming out of the pandemic it was something that was very very popular either people were sick of how they looked or weren't happy with i I would love a celebrity death match uh between madonna and um and wayne newton (laughs) they look the same don't they? oh my god it's not a good look guys horrifying take a look at that stage 
Yeah. Just age the way okay. we're supposed to age. I know, Please. but we, we, we're, we're just indoctrinated to uh, make you believe that that's a bad thing, that getting old is a bad thing. There's all sorts of anti-aging stuff out there. It's just one of those deals. Sometimes yeah. we can't let nature take its course. Yeah, either age like regular or find the fountain of youth. One of the two. The problem is, like, it just gets away from so many people. It just gets away from me, man. You start kicking that ball down the street and you just can't seem to recover it. It's just not, not a good thing. So just, listen, be careful. You look great the way you are, everybody. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by Beacon Plumbing. <laughs> what do you want, Big J? Either one way or the other. For tanker, tankless water heaters, clogged drains, leaky faucets, toilets that won't flush, stop freaking and call Beacon Beacon, Beacon Plumbing Heating and Mechanical, your trusted plumbing source online at beaconplumbing.com. That's it for us. Jason Drew's up next. Have a good one. It's the X-Rocks. <laughs> The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.